So this past month at Clay Church, we have been exploring the gospel in animation and how some of our favorite animated stories can help to guide us in our understanding of the Bible and our understanding of just our daily lives. Three weeks ago, in case you missed it or maybe you just forgot, um, Pastor Brian talked about um, the movie The Bad Guys and doing and being good and the power of redemption. And then the week after that, Mr. Matt gathered all the kiddos up here on the steps and we talked about Coco and memory and then we participated together in Holy Communion as we remembered Jesus's death and resurrection. And then last week, Pastor Brian um, gathered us together and we, you, he used the movie Encanto to remind us just how much God loves us, no matter what we do or what gifts we have to offer. So this morning, I hope you'll forgive me for wearing a t-shirt to church. It's my Onward t-shirt because this morning we're talking about the movie Onward as well as Psalm 25 to help us learn about choosing the right paths in life. But before we get to that, let's pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to be together in worship as we learn more about you and your abounding love for us. God, we invite your spirit to move among us and we open our hearts to your gentle promptings. May we desire to know you more and to be more and more like you each day. Help us and guide us towards finding the right path when our lives do not seem clear or it seems like you are far away from us, remind us, God, that you walk with us. Help us to be sensitive to your presence and your work. Amen. So as we are launching on this uh, sermon about the movie Onward, let me see a quick show of hands. Who has seen the movie Onward before? Not very many, because it came out in March of 2020, and there were some other things that were happening in March of 2020. But for those of you who have seen it, keep your hand up if you have seen Onward more than one time. Keep your hand up. We're going to see some characters on the screen. Keep your hand up if you know who the first character is. Who is this? Raise your hand if you know who this is. There you go. That is Ian Lightfoot. He is the star of the movie. And then next slide. Keep your hand up if you know who this is. That is Barley Lightfoot. He is Ian's older brother. And this one's a little trickier. Keep your hand up if you know who this next character is. That's the Manticore, also known as Corey. She kind of runs the tavern in the town. And then keep your hand up if you know who this last character is. That's Dad. That's Dad. So those of you who have your hands up, they might be getting a little sore. You can put your arms down, shake them out. So if you have not seen the movie before, you might really, really be wondering about the glowing pair of pants. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, don't worry. What you really need to know is that Onward is a movie about magic, family, and finding the right path. It features 16-year-old Ian Lightfoot, who you just met, and his older brother, Barley. 
Um, this movie is actually loosely based on the director, a, a, a story from the director's real life. His father passed away when he was very young, and so this story, this movie is sort of loosely based on a relationship um, with his brother. It's an inspiration from that relationship. Ian, on the other hand, um, Ian is a lonely teenager who yearns for the father who, who died before he was ever born. And while Ian is sweet and determined, his lack of confidence and his socially awkward tendencies tend to trip him up most of the time. Ian is sure that if he only had his father's guidance, his life would be less complicated. Ian has a 19-year-old older brother named Barley, who some of you also just met. Barley is a free spirit who loves magic, fantasy, and history, and he has a particular interest in local lore and preserving local history. And he enjoys playing tabletop role-playing games. Barley, however, tends to be so deeply rooted in the past that he struggles to succeed here and now in the present. So for Ian's 16th birthday, he receives a staff with a magic spell that promises to bring his dad back to life for one day and one day only. 24 hours is all we've got. The only problem, though, is that this uh, magic spell is too challenging. Neither Ian nor Barley is strong enough to complete this magic spell, and so they end up with only the bottom half of their dad. That bottom half is attached to a dog leash by a belt loop, and it joins Ian and Barley on this awesome, wonderful, crazy adventure, this quest to retrieve this mystical phoenix gem, which promises to conjure up the rest of their dad. They're trying to do this within 24 hours before time runs out. If you haven't seen the movie, I will not spoil the ending, but I will tell you that this is a story fraught with challenges, and while it does have a happy ending, it does not end the way that Ian and Barley hope that it will. How many of us also have a story in our lives that did not go according to plan? I know I do. Or maybe you're in the middle of a story that is not going according to plan. When I was a kid, I loved biology and especially genetics. I was fascinated with cell structures and Punnett squares and DNA and RNA structures and how they work together. I had very, very, very brief career aspirations to be a biologist when I was about 12 years old before I realized how much math is actually involved in becoming a scientist. And if you know me at all, you will know that I am not particularly gifted with math skills beyond those that are required to pass algebra. It's kind of a silly example, but I'm sure that each and every one of us can think of ways that our plans or our dreams for our lives have been challenged or delayed or even completely uprooted. Maybe like Ian, it seems to you that if you only had that job, 
if you only got that promotion, or for the kiddos, if you only got that grade on a test, or if you had only made that different decision years ago, or maybe if you just had that one person in your life that maybe you would feel that you're better equipped to face these challenging journeys in life. Fortunately, what we do have is guidance in the Bible on ways to find the right path as each one of us grapples with life's obstacles and grapples with our own humanity. Who here, show of hands, has ever felt lonely? Just about everybody. Have you ever found yourself where you had really good news to share, but you didn't know who to turn to with that good news? Or maybe on the flip side, you've had really heartbreaking news, and you didn't feel like you had anyone to confide in? Or have you ever found yourself in a place where you text or call your friends, and you never seem to hear a response back, and you feel lonely? Or maybe we ourselves are our friends who don't respond to those texts and phone calls because it just feels too hard. When you found yourself in a time of loneliness, you are not alone. In Onward, Ian also frequently feels alone. Not knowing his dad sort of sets him apart socially from the crowd, and he feels like no one really understands him. No one knows the loneliness, that deep pain that he feels from having never had the chance to meet and know his dad. Fortunately, though, for us, people in the Bible dealt with loneliness, too, and help us to know what to do when we are looking for the right paths to take in life. So today, we're going to read the first part of Psalm 25, which is written by King David. David was so often in trouble with his enemies that this psalm is a great reminder to us of how we can respond in a time of crisis. The first few verses of Psalm 25 say, In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who believes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. This psalm starts out with a petition to God to not forget about us. The psalm expresses a feeling of a sensing God's absence, and David is pleading with God for attention and to be delivered from this suffering. King David, in a sense, is saying, I am here, God, and I need help. Please don't leave me now. This is a cry of desperation and the acknowledgement that we cannot get through the hardships of life on our own. But besides being a prayer of lament and a cry for closeness with God, the psalm also asks for God instruction on how to follow the right path. Verses 4 through 7 say, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. 
Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Here in the psalm, we are reminded that mercy is dependent on God and not on our own understanding, that there is nothing that we can do to earn God's grace and God's mercy. The psalmist knows, though, that finding this mercy is often found as a result of, of walking along the path that God has provided for us. The reality, my friends, is that our human condition makes us prone to sin, and that presence of sin can make these paths ahead that we're trying to find less clear. Have any of you ever been stuck in traffic? Okay, I'm getting a lot of laughs. How many of you have ever been stuck in traffic? Or for my kiddos here in the front, have you ever been in the car with your mom or your dad or your grandma or your grandpa and you're kind of crawling, you're sitting maybe at a standstill, you don't know why the car is maybe moving very slowly or maybe why the light is green but you're not moving at all? For the adults, have you ever had to reroute your entire commute to work because of an accident or road construction? Sin in our lives can sometimes sort of act like this traffic jam. Sin is a roadblock on our path to being in step with God. Sin can cause us to deviate from the right path ahead and lead us down a detour, a detour that makes us feel far away from God. A sin detour only offers suffering and shame, but the good news is that God's mercy and relationship restores us and points us back down the right path. God can be trusted to provide deliverance and direction towards the right paths in life, even when we have deviated from it. And even when we have deviated from it over and over and over and over again. Psalm 25 appeals to God's good character and pleas for forgiveness and closeness, even when we've hit a roadblock and deviated from the right path. Hi, you. <laughs> Psalm 25, verse 6 says, Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. It's as if the psalm is saying, God, Remember who you are, and remember who I am, and remember how much you love me, and forgive my sin that gets in between us. We're invited to trust God's presence no matter what path we're on. So no matter what roadblock we encounter, no matter how far we have deviated, no matter how our own plans for our lives have changed, God will lead you to your good purpose and your right path, even if it's one that you cannot see right now. 
Have you, God has proven time and time again to be faithful. We can have confidence in God and God's guidance down our right path. How many of us have ever felt completely lost in life? I've changed careers in the past two years. I have felt completely lost in life. Have you ever wished that someone would just give you the answer that you're looking for? Have you ever wished that God would just tell you what to do in a time of uncertainty? For my kiddos right here, have you ever taken a test and just wished that your teacher would just give you the answer that you're looking for? Yeah, <laughs> especially me when I'm taking a math test. In the psalm, David feels that way too. He says that God feels so far away. Maybe you are in a season or on a path where God feels far away from you too. But the psalm offers us assurance of God's presence, even when this path ahead may seem unclear. Finding the right path and trusting in a relationship with God invites us to let go of what could be, and instead invites us to see what is. In Onward, Ian and Barley frequently argue, as brothers do, about the right path to take. They're trying to find this phoenix gem that promises to restore their father to his full body, but they can't seem to even agree on where it is, let alone the right path to take to get there. But what they do have, what they find, what they do have is each other. In our own lives, God doesn't always give us the answers that we're looking for. Sometimes it seems to us that God is silent in the midst of our questions. What God does offer to us, though, is an invitation to be in relationship with one another. As Ian and Barley traverse the whole of the United Realms where they live, Ian knows that he needs to trust Barley's knowledge of local history and local landmarks to find the Phoenix Gem. And Barley knows that he needs to rely and trust in Ian's magical capabilities to get them out of times of trouble. And as time ticks down to trying to find this phoenix gem and trying to find the right path and trying to put their dad back together again, and they run into problem after problem, Ian realizes that while he does not have a relationship with his dad, what he does have is his relationship with his brother. So in the days and the weeks, and the so long seasons when it seems like God is not there, or that God is silent, or that the path ahead is foggy, this is an invitation to explore God in the relationships that we have. Being in relationship and being in community with one another invites us to explore the right path together and to lean in and trust one another in that process. And inviting others to join us in relationship, to join us in community, gives us the opportunity to, to love every person and reminds us 
that God loves each and every one of us too, even in the midst of this apparent silence. And all we have to do is answer that invitation. Amen? Amen.